Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a bonus episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we're discussing South Beach Love, the fifth of six fall harvest movies from the Hallmark Channel for 2021. Go ahead. Well, actually... Let me, in spirit of our faking it episode that we had earlier this week, let me put on a happy face because there's something very exciting coming and that's not pretend. And that is we are launching a new tier of our Patreon, which will include bonus Girls Gone Hallmark episodes. So while we will not be reviewing every single Hallmark episode on the main podcast, we also won't be reviewing every Hallmark movie on Patreon, but we will be doing a bonus movie review on Patreon. So if you love our Christmas reviews and you can't get enough of them, hop on over to patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy and subscribe for bonus Girls Gone Hallmark reviews. And with that said, Wendy, do you have a synopsis of this movie? <sighs> Man, no, of course I don't. Hold on. <laughs> okay, here it is. South Beach Love, a story about rival quinceaneras, glorious Cuban cooking, friendship, family ties, and romance. Okay. <laughs> Let's do news and notes. I have a few news and notes here. Uh, mm -hmm. First, this was based on a book. Yes. By, and I'm going to butcher this, I apologize, Caridad Pinero. I think that was great. Okay, thanks. Yes, part of Hallmark's publishing line. Oh, I didn't realize that. I have to wonder if you'll recall that we thought Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater was a real stinker. People swear the book's better. I downloaded it, read about 10 pages, and then got distracted. So I can't answer that. But I'm very curious to know if the book is better slash different than the movie. Do you think anybody read it? Mm, there are the tiniest number of reviews on Amazon. Oh, okay. Are they good? The, the ones I read were actually okay. Okay. Hey, William Levy, who plays Tony in this movie, is Cuban. Yes. And he owns two restaurants in Miami. Hey, I have that note, too. I'm actually surprised that you saw that. I, well, I appreciated that. I liked that tie-in. That it was, like, almost true to life for him a right. little bit? Yeah. yeah. Did you know that he was on Dancing with the Stars? Did not. Season 14, he danced with pro Cheryl Burke. He came in third. So who... Why is In the word you're looking for? In star prior to this? He's a telenovela. Uh, He's been acting for 20 plus years. And I looked up his net worth, $18 million. Goodness. I know. So like he, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's acted in a lot of stuff. So I think he came on Dancing with the Stars as like this big like telenovela star. I'm, I'm into it. Look, he's handsome. I'll give him that. I think he's super handsome. I don't know about those blonde highlights he had going on in this movie, but I've seen him look a lot better. Apparently, there's some naked pictures of him on the internet, too, because oh, he, no. wa he once modeled. So, I whatever. Oh. Anyway. Uh, this movie was set in Miami, but was actually filmed not in Canada, guys. It was filmed in St. Petersburg, which is on Florida's Gulf Coast, which is about 270 miles from Miami. <laughs> Well, that was going to be my question. Good, good research there. Yeah. Have you ever been to Miami? Like, I know you've been flown into Miami. Have you ever like stayed in like South Beach? I don't think I've ever flown into Miami. No, I've never been to Miami. I thought for some reason. No, never. Been to Orlando, but never Miami. Taylor Cole plays. What's her lead name in this? Is it Maggie? Sarah? 
Sarah. <laughs> you know, it's either Maggie or Sarah or, right. you know, one of those. Anyway, she's the lead, and we mostly recently saw her in One Winter Wedding. I think she has the most beautiful skin on the planet. Beautiful. She's very pretty. I enjoyed her. So, I so, so pretty. Lots more to say, but I would like to see more of her. During this movie, Hallmark promoted an upcoming Christmas movie with Taylor Cole called Making Spirits Bright. Now, I looked on the Hallmark app, and I don't see a Making Spirits Bright on there yet. You know, there are a number of movies that they have announced that have not been given an actual release date yet, and the app is very slow to update. So that does not surprise me at all. Tell us when it's going to be on. I don't even think... I think it just said, like, coming. Right. Coming to Countdown to Christmas. Making Spirits Bright with Taylor Cole. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure that the Hallmark app Beyond Movie 10 only names one movie, and that's A Kiss Before Christmas. But there are far more named movies that they have announced and just not, they have not given release dates to. So, gotcha. I think they're uh, not totally sure about <laughs> their ability to complete these 41. I they want to leave their options open. Very interesting to watch it play out here. Do you have any more news and notes? No, but I do have a first impression. Okay. This was the worst movie of 2021 and I cannot be convinced otherwise. Lies. I didn't th- I didn't hate it. <laughs> I don't how of the year no there is way. nothing you can say to change yes, my mind there were far worse stinkers this was nope. not one of them nope. nope i would rather watch chasing waterfalls than this no, no way why did you think it was such garbage journey of my heart no <gasps> no oh my gosh the conversation was so stilted oh no what will we do who is going to get the magazine cover? This is so freaking boring. I don't care. It had such potential. Dueling quinceañeras. And they just couldn't sell me on it. I'm telling you, Sarah and Tony had the chemistry of two rocks, which doesn't make Because they are both beautiful people. I enjoyed them both separately. But no, there was no chemistry in this movie. I didn't buy any of their conversations. The only part of the movie that I did enjoy was when it was set to music and nobody was talking. (laughs) My God. Wow. Wow. I have to disagree with most of that. So tell me your first impression. (laughs) Well, I, I have, I didn't hate it, but it got super cheesy at the end. Okay. I, that's to be expected. Okay. I didn't notice the cadence and how they talked. I didn't realize any of that. I did think like the chef storyline, the dueling chef storyline was kind of stupid and the magazine cover part of it was dumb and like not necessary. But I really liked like the dueling families in the Quincinata show off. Okay, That's so what let's I liked. talk about what we did like. Okay. So, look, I loved the Quincinata scenes. I thought they did a great job of making that look like a real party. It looked, you know, sometimes they don't necessarily follow these through. I thought that was great. I thought the dresses the girls wore were beautiful. They did a good job staging the dance. They brought in a lot of traditional quinceanera details, like the shoes and the dolls. I really did love the party. Okay, let me ask you. I've never been to a quinceanera. I have no idea what the dolls and the shoes, that's a traditional experience or what? I looked it up because I haven't either. So the both are 
you know, the idea of a quinceañera is they're becoming a woman. And so those are symbolic gestures. Although what I read is typically it's the dad that changes the shoes. Although I think, I don't know if that was either incorrect or just that the moms were such bigger players in this movie that they gave them that role. Mm -hmm. And it kind of signifies their change from child to woman as they change from flat shoes to heels. Same thing with a doll. They're moving away from their childhood. They're moving into adulthood. And often they give a doll to a younger Got family it. member. So I I liked that attention to detail. Obviously, they had done their research, although I assume that perhaps the people involved in the production of this movie have also participated in Quinceañera. So I I enjoyed much of that. So when I was in high school... I became friends with a gal who was Cuban. We were really good friends, but I it was after we became friends after her 15th birthday, so I didn't get to go to her quinceañera which she'd had. Mm -hmm. And I just remember her telling me like what a huge party it was mm -hmm. and that it, she's like it was like a ballroom of Cubans dancing all night long to Miami Sound Machine. Swear to God, she said it was the best party ever. Like all her, you know, family, friends, friends, parent, parents, friends, blah, 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 whatever. She said it was one of the best things she ever experienced. And I was like, damn, I wish I would have known you last year and I right? could have gone. Yeah. I liked their cooking montage that was set to music. I thought that was fun and playful. And I enjoyed watching them cook together, Sarah and Tony. I have thoughts on that scene. Okay. okay. Go ahead. I, what else? Enjoyed the salsa dancing scene. I thought that the dance floor was decently full. It looked realistic. And I loved the dress Sarah was wearing to salsa dance. I enjoyed mm -hmm. that scene. Would you have something to say about that also? I, I'm going to have some words on that scene as well. Oh, I no. do have a note here that Taylor Cole's wardrobe was super cute. A lot of the dresses that she wore were really adorable. Mm-hmm. Really, really adorable. I liked Tony's family. I really liked his sister. I thought she was super authentic and like just spoke the uh, lines with ease and was kind of fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed her as well. I just and I liked like his family was very much part of uh, the storyline. I don't I liked it. I didn't like like. All right. And so this is where. We might disagree. I wrote down both lead actors thought they had good chemistry, both very pretty. Well, they're both very pretty. I thought they had decent chemistry. There were times when, yes, when they were cooking in her kitchen, she was so close to him. Like her, her, they were almost chest to chest. They were so close. I get mm -hmm. that they're like shooting the scene, but like I felt some like vibes there. And then I thought that they had some nice chemistry when they were kissing and when they were dancing at the Floridian Dance Club. You don't really? You don't think so? I thought they're dancing. They had chemistry. I thought when they were cooking, they had chemistry. Again, they were not speaking in any of those scenes. I don't know why the dialogue between the two of them felt so stilted to me. I agree. Tony's sister, the conversation he had with her, I thought that that felt natural. They didn't do it for me, though, as a couple. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I actually thought that he was much better in this role than she was. Maybe kind of a miscast. I think she's beautiful and I think she's a good actress, but I, I don't maybe I don't I kind of agree that they are kind of an opposite pairing. I don't know that they're an opposite pairing. I don't know that seeing them separately, I would have thought that they didn't work together. It. I don't know. I don't, it didn't work for me. I don't know why. 
Well, I thought he was natural. I thought he was great. Did you like William Levy at all? Well, I wish he wouldn't mumble. Oh, my God. That's my number one wish for. At times, William Levy was hard to understand. I had to turn on the captions. And don't come for me and say it's because of his accent and I'm a jerk because no, it is not. There were plenty of accents in this movie. I can understand an accent. He needs to open his mouth. He mumbled many, many times. I think he speaks quickly and he doesn't enunciate. That made him hard to understand. I agree he was kind of hard to understand. Yes. But other than that, I do love him. I think he has kind of that like sexy smoldering thing going. He's like a little bit like kind of a laid back dude. Like doesn't get too worked up about anything. I Uh think women probably kind of uh, around him because he just kind of has that like I make everybody around me feel special just by like the way I look at them like Obviously, I'm so hot. So when I look at you and extend my <laughs> gift Hotness. of sight to you, I don't know. I just I understand the appeal. I understand why he's a star. Yeah. I like Taylor Cole too. Look, I I liked the idea of this movie as well. Something just didn't work for me. All right, is there what else, else did you wish for? Well. I thought there could have been better dancing scenes from the dude that got perfect scores on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Maybe Taylor Cole held him back. I'm thinking she might have because more than once, I think three times, like he dipped her. And I was like, uh, that's it. We're not going to get any like Latin, I don't know, salsa dancing, anything, anything. And there was some good dancing going around, going on around them, but they were just like, he'd just give her this big dip. And that was it. And turn her around. And another I did big like dip. the dancing going on on the dance floor, though. I did feel like everyone else really knew what they were doing. And yeah. like when they pan back, you can see everybody dancing. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish the actresses that played Teresa and Lola were more believable as 15 year olds. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lola, Teresa. Tr- she was tw- she's got to be 22, right? I tried to find her age online and I could not. Yeah, and I think Lola is definitely older than 15, but she has a much younger face. Like she just has kind of baby-faced features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. she was believable, but Teresa, beautiful girl, not believable as a 15-year-old. I know. So I tried to look it up and I couldn't find anything and I was like, I wonder if that's on purpose because they want her to pl- play younger roles, you know? I couldn't find anything. And then I looked at her Instagram, too. And I think in her Instagram profile, it said, like, I write songs in my bedroom, which, okay, so maybe she is younger. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She was not believable as a 15-year-old to me. But I liked both of those actresses. I I did, too. Cute and fun and... Yeah, I liked him. And one of them had really cute hair. I think it was Lola. She had this really cute hairstyle at one point. It was like twisted in the front. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was so super cute. And I was like, oh, I wonder if my teenager would let me try to do that. Another thing I wished for is that much of this story hadn't been told in exposition. So much of the basis of this story is based on things that have happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And we get the tales told via conversations with other people. We get Sarah talking to her restaurant, restaurant dude. Yeah. Yes. About why things didn't work out with Tony. And we get them talking to their families about why, you know, this is the dueling restaurants. We get 
the fallout of the relationship between the mothers via a conversation. Like, there's just so much backstory. Like, Sarah and Tony had a relationship that didn't work out because of reasons X, Y, and Z. And the mothers used to be very close, but now they're not, and nobody knows why. I think this movie tried to do too much, and I think they could have really dug in deeper on the dueling quinceanera side of things and left out a lot of everything else. A lot of this would have worked in a book because you don't have the time constraints of an hour and 40 minute movie. And because you can do maybe flashback scenes in a book that are harder to do in a movie because it's harder to visually make that work. I, Having not read the book, my assumption is they tried to take too much of the book and put it into this movie and they could have dug in on some details and made this a better, more fun movie. All right. Well, I wish they had less dueling chefs. Like, I don't care. Like, I like the whole magazine thing and her trying to get another, like, restaurant space and, like, being outbid. I, I don't care about any of that stuff. None of it. Same. You could have cut all of that. Again, dig in on the dueling parties vibe. Okay. Here's the last thing I wished for. More Cuban food. Where was the Milanesa? Where were the black beans? Where were the fried plantains? Well, I told you one of my best friends was Cuban. (laughs) I was in her house a lot, and we ate a lot of Cuban food, and it's delicious. And all they had was the, like, ropa vieja or whatever whatever that's called, which is just like a, a stew or something. But anyway... I was like, show me more. Mm-hmm. Make it yeah. more believable. I more food scenes. And even when they're doing the photo shoot, they're like playing with frosting. And I was like, no, what are we doing? I know. No. I was like, what? Oh, cupcake. Yeah, stupid. Make it Cuban. Yeah, totally. Did you have anything else you wished for? Nope. Okay, I have several did you see that. Okay. And it's mostly just commentary. It's not like funny things or anything. But Taylor Cole and her damn bike. There was one scene she was, like, riding, like, to the market on her bike, and it has this huge bike helmet on, which is great, great, wear a helmet. She looked ridiculous. (laughs) And then she's, like, leaving her house, walking her bike, rolling up to Tony's on her bike. I was like, do you not have a car? Like, which is fine. She's environmentally friendly, but this stupid bike, I felt like it was a character in this movie. I did not clock the bike at all. That is so funny. (laughs) What did you see? I swear in one of the early scenes, I saw someone wearing a mask on the streets as they were walking by. Oh, stop. Really? Oh, I bet there was. might have been like a fever dream, but I was... I'm almost positive I saw it. I mean, in Florida? (laughs) I'm kind of surprised, but... Right? uh, I didn't rewind to go see if I had actually seen it. But if they're like shooting in an outdoor open space and there's like just a rando person in the background, they could be wearing... Yeah, sure. Sure. I already mentioned William Levy's bad highlights in this movie. My husband wanted me to definitely note that on the podcast. He caught like the last 15 minutes with me. Uh Um, My husband was not into this movie. He was like, where's the fall? I'm out. (laughs) Well, yes, that's another thing. No fall in this movie. Not even a little bit. I don't even know what is happening to Hallmark right now. I'm annoyed by it, to be quite honest. Yeah, and... There's not even a case to be made. Like, there's one point where Sarah and Tony are sitting in a restaurant, and, like, you can't even pretend, like, they're, first of all, they're in Miami. It's hot. It's not a fall vibe. But she's in, like, a bright pink sleeveless dress. Very Uh cute. But 
that's a summer, not a fall vibe right there. Right, exactly. The dance scene at the Quinceanera when the kids are dancing, like, I don't know if that's, like, a thing. They have, like, a court of other kids who, like, dance in unison or whatever. My husband says, I could have choreographed this. And he's not a dancer. So he just thought it was terrible. I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it was kind of sweet and cute. I don't know. The scene when Lola and her court are practicing their dance at her house, all the boys are wearing collared shirts and chinos with their shirts tucked in. Uh I was like, make me believe these are 15-year-old boys, please. (laughs) As the haver of a 14-year-old boy in my house, no, no. Right. Okay, the fallout between the two friends, the two moms. Yeah. I don't know if you caught it. Finally, at the end, when they're, like, talking it out of, like, why they had a falling out. Yes. Lola's mom was mad that the other lady did not take their offer on the house when they were selling it. That she took the higher bid. GTFO! Of course she's going to take the higher bid. This is the stupidest storyline. You knew how much we loved your house. Yes, and... The idea that they would have been best friends, that one would have been selling their house, the other would have made an offer, the other would have taken a different offer, and then they never discussed it again, and then this is the end of their friendship, is not believable. Of course you say to your friend, look, I would love you to have this house, but we're going to go Show me the money. Yeah. Yeah. And then years-long conflict was solved by, we're going to find you the perfect house. That could have been the discussion they had back when this house was sold. It was like they couldn't even come up with made up, taken out of Uh context. And Tony and his sister are looking at it, and Teresa walks by, and she goes, whoa, that has a lot of light. A good conflict for these two to have. Yeah, so stupid. So there's a scene where the magazine posts a teaser online with these two pull quotes that are made up, taken out of uh-huh. context. Yeah. And um, Tony and his sister are looking at it and Teresa walks by and she goes, whoa, that has a lot of light. So I rewound it and <laughs> yeah. I looked at the scene and it's literally a web page. Like at the top, it has like links. It's like there's like their Facebook and Twitter and Instagram icons to link to it. There's no, it's a web page. There are no likes. And then she goes, Oh, I'm going to reshare this. And I was like, What is happening here? Like, it's a web page. I'm just wondering if because the demographic who watches these movies maybe wouldn't have caught that detail. But it wasn't even necessary. It was such a, or the people writing it don't really understand how this works. I don't know, but it was poorly done. Okay. I have one word for you. Are you ready no. for it? No. Cubish. Uh, are you really naming a restaurant Cubish? It does it sounds so unappetizing to me. It doesn't tell me it's a restaurant. It sounds like I don't office supplies or something. I don't know. Could so you dumb. Have gotten your intern to make you a better fake logo for this restaurant either. That too. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I'm not convinced there's a market for Cuban-Irish cuisine. Like, just dig in. Go all in on Cuban. You're good. Well, so I did Google this, and there. I'm not even going to pretend I understand what it is, but there was a lot of Google information about Cuban-Irish history. So I don't know what it is, but maybe there is something out there, a fusion of Cuban and Irish food. You're telling me in Miami there's a big Irish population. I don't Get know. Out. 
I don't know. Okay, so in the scene where they're in her kitchen and she's making the Europa Vieja, whatever, it's apparently the national dish of Cuba. It's like a stew, like a meaty stew. And she's like, hey, I have an idea. Let's fuse the two dishes together. Like, they didn't have that idea 10 years ago when they were together. The only Irish element to this was a pie crust. They put that meaty stew inside of a pie, right? Yes. I mean, it's not totally groundbreaking because I did look up Ropa Vieja pie uh-huh. and tons of recipes on there. Just like, it's like a pot pie, basically. Interesting. Or an empanada, like meaty stuff surrounded by doughy yumminess. You know what I mean? I mean, anyway, I'm here for that, but once again, I did not care about the chef side of this story. <laughs> Me neither. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. So, what did you rank this movie that you did I, not think was the worst movie of the year? I gave it three stars. Oh my gosh, it's a one. <laughs> I it's wow to watch. Oh my god, that is so funny. I don't know why I, I didn't hate it. I've hated a ton of movies this year. Eh, this was not bad. Worst of the year. No, not worse. Now. No, not worse than New Year's Day or New Year's Resolution or whatever that movie was called way back in January. I don't recall hating that movie. <laughs> you didn't hate it. You're right. I thought that was cute where she like runs that ropes course and yeah, no, it was terrible. It was terrible, Julie Taylor. Anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. I gave it three stars. And maybe if I did a rewatch and compared it to something else, I might give it less. But I one didn't. star, by the way. I didn't hate it. What's IMDb give this movie? I don't know. All right. The reviews were not bad on IMDb, so then I had to click out of it. I was like, you people are wrong. Oh, you were looking for somebody to side with you, huh? Yeah. It was bad. Does Advice to Love by have any fall vibes in it at all? I'm ho- Is that the last movie in the lineup? Yes, ma'am. I'm hoping it kind of they have a bookend situation where Roadhouse Romance uh-huh. was the first one and then this one too, but I don't see any false stuff with it, like in the commercials. No, not at all. It's when a love advice author crosses paths with a dating columnist and attraction begins to blossom into more. They could very easily set this into fall. Very easily. Do I believe they will? No, I do not. Yeah. Fool me once. <laughs> they fooled you four times already. Uh, I know. I keep holding out hope. So we will be back next Thursday discussing Advice to Love by the final Fall Harvest movie. And I'm going to be biting my tongue about a month from now when we are knee deep in Christmas movies. And I have had enough eggnog and ugly Christmas sweater scenes. I know it. I'm going to be begging for anything but Christmas. But for uh-huh. now, all I want is a Christmas movie. That's all I want. October 22nd, it's coming. If you haven't listened to our Hallmark Christmas movie preview episode, that episode is available for you to download and take a listen and give us your thoughts on the movies you're looking forward to. And guys, we'll be back next Tuesday with another brand new episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. Until then, have a great week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.